So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection Now, with your hosts, Jean Victoria Norlock and Rick O'Shields, bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Everyday Connection Now. I am yet again Rico Shields, or I should say still, no, yet again, Rico Shields. And sometimes, mostly, and we think this evening, far to the north of where I am, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? Oh, I don't know how to describe how it. How to begin. I have going on, Rick. I, yeah, where do I start? Um I'm in a state of shock, but it's a pleasant state of shock. I am in a state of feeling like something that has been weighing me down and and um, certainly been, I know we always say no regrets, but has certainly been something that was incomplete, an incomplete journey that I had taken um, was weighing me down. And um, so I'm, I'm in a state of appreciation for, for the weight that it has just been lifted, knowing that that is going to be completed very soon. And um, just overall joy, trying not to cry. I'll try not to break down in tears on the air and cry. Um, but I'm just right before the show. Now, some of our regular listeners will know I've talked about the children in the Philippines very often. And out of the birth of the first book that I wrote, Truth, came an idea to do a film project about the children's home in the Philippines. The idea being that we would finance the project, complete the project, finish the film, and through the film we would show people this amazing organization that is changing kids' lives. We would bring inspiration and hope to people out there who are struggling and who are on the streets and who are struggling to find ways to help others who are in need um, or struggling within their own self to find strength to, to carry on because some of these children's stories are absolutely incredible and need to be told. Um, and, and part of that journey was to, to take part of the proceeds from the sale of the film and give it back to the children's home. Unfortunately, due to miscommunication, um, bad timing, I'm not going to go into the why factors. it didn't work. Yeah, I'm not going to go into the why of it not working, a number of factors, because it's so far past the point of pointing fingers, it's not even okay to go there for me, but it never got finished, and I ended up getting really sick, as most of our listeners also know, and ended up writing a third book, (laughs) taking time away from the Philippines, and finishing my, my second and third novels, getting my health back. During that process, one of the young men 
who we've had on the show before, Lucian No, um, a director who was the original part of the original team to do the project and who had stepped off for his own reasons and um, had come back and came to see me in Canada around the time that I was I was getting really sick and I signed the film and the footage over to him and he promised that he would someday complete it and we had talked we spent a lot of time together during that time just talking about our vision for this amazing piece of art and what our hopes and our dreams were. I remember one of the best conversations I've ever had with, with a male friend was lying on the roof of my car looking at the stars with Lucian, just talking about you know our dreams for this film and, and what we'd like to see come out of it. I just got word half an hour before we came on the air that he is now ready to finish the film. He is planning to go back to the Philippines. He's going to do follow-up footage of the kids and how they've progressed since the filming that we did three years ago. He's going to visit one of the young men in London who has now successfully left the home, gotten married, has started a new life in a new country with an amazing woman. Um, I just, I'm so full of gratitude right now. Like, I don't even know how to express how I feel about this. He's kept a promise that he made and, um, you know, I'm, hoping that I can be involved and support him and help him out in any way I can. And I can't wait to see what comes of this because this is so exciting. It's so, so huge. And a major, major piece of my heart has been put back into place because that not finishing that film was one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever had happen to me and has weighed me down since that has happened. And, um, well, it certainly remained on your mind and and near and dear yeah. to your heart when we talked about doing a film and we're, uh, you know, on the road with the Changemakers film project. That was always going to be either number two or number three in the Everyday Connection Productions film thing was to, whatever it took, get this film finished. Finished, finished strength, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm excited. Uh, he's, he's got some wonderful ideas for the direction that he's going to take it. I've seen his work before. I actually did I did a voiceover script for one of his films that he did in Singapore, one of his documentaries that he did in Singapore. Um, and I just, I have faith that, that this story, as it needed to be told, is now going to be told in all of its glory. Whereas before... It was just a part of the puzzle, and I think that's why the waiting game, you know, it was just a piece of the puzzle, but now there's there's all this success coming out of this children's home, so it's, it's a wonderful addition to the story to go back there and film the success. And what a fulfillment of, 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 these amazing children. of the faith <laughs> that you found together with yeah. these children to see some yeah. of the outcomes or the fruits of that that just is i think going to make it all the better and nobody could have told you yeah, to just, wait three years when you were first on no i no, remember there, there, there was would no, have been no way there would have been no way that anybody could could have convinced me that that could be the best possible thing for this film um i can see it now having gone through the process of having to let it go and it really was for a long time my baby like i I put my everything into life, life savings, emotion, 
Yeah, Spirit. my life savings. I took my daughter to the Philippines. She was on the road with the film crew. Um, you know, I made I make references to to the to the film and to the children's home in all of my books. Um, part of part of the money from the sale of my books also is supposed to go back to the Philippines. My um, publisher takes care of that. That children's home has been this this beautiful, glorious gift that I was given, and it has been in my heart that I wanted to give back for what they've done to change my life. And so this is so huge for me. This is just like, like I said, I'm trying not to cry because we have amazing guests tonight to talk to, but what a glorious feeling to just know that something that was a deep, heartfelt, soulful desire is going to come to fruition. And regardless of whether or not it's me who completes it, it doesn't matter. This story needs to be told. Um, it's enough for me to know that, that the story will be out there and that it will change lives and it will uplift and inspire people. And that's all I ever wanted from that film. So I'm so just... <sighs> we like that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't so we will keep know what to call it. But our we listeners like it. updated updated on that. Um, he's going to be changing the name of the film, and I agree with that because it. we have all grown. Everybody involved in the original making of the film, we've all grown so far beyond where we were when we initially took on this project, um, just in our own personal lives and in our careers. And... Um, so he's going to be changing the name of the film, so we'll keep you posted. As we get information, we will pass it on to you. I will be being in contact with him and his people there. If we have any of our Fil- of our Filipino friends out there that are listening, um, we will have links and stuff to Sauce. They can be found. If you want to donate to Sauce and the Children's Home, they can be found on my website. It's easy to find. It's Shepherd of the Hills Children's Foundation, Manila. Um, and... To make things even better, I just found out today and I, that all three locations of the SOS organization were not affected by the storms. The recent storm. Occurred. Yeah, I was going to throw storm. in the, um, that our hearts are still with the people in the uh, c- central and southern Philippines. Absolutely. Our hearts are still with the people. And, of course, the children's home is very involved with... Um, with relief and with helping their their brothers and sisters in the Philippines, um, and but all the children are safe and sound and well, and so that Yay also that. was yeah. I, I didn't I didn't that. push to try to talk about it last time because I knew that you had heard from uh, your friends and from your film crew from back during the filming of Strength. Yes. Uh, by the time yes, of our show taping okay. last night, uh, and uh, uh, but then by the time we got to this evening, I was going to say that you'd heard from your friends, and but that's why I didn't say it last night, because you hadn't heard from your kids yet. Yes. Now you have. I haven't heard from my kids yet. No, but now we've heard from everybody, and and they're all safe and secure. And um, so I just, um, what a glorious way to start a show, and. 
I'm excited because it's very much in alignment the whole idea of what strength was was is very much in alignment with the the project and the book that our guests tonight have just put out into the world because what they are offering is something that is inspirational, uplifting, motivational, and that will help people to find their inner strength. And that's what the film was. So it can't, couldn't be a, a more synchronous, there's that synchronicity again, but it couldn't be a more synchronistic um, line of events that led us to me finding out about the film right before we interview these two amazing people. So George does that. I, just, I, I actually George is an awesome executive producer. <laughs> There's always a synchronicity that just about blows the mind when we look back at it and uh, every show that way. And uh, including the shows where somebody canceled and then never wanted to come back or it, it, it was always a night when one or the other of us just really was not in shape to be doing the show. And uh, George has his George has his ways. George so strange, does. And so before fellow, we go any further, yeah, I, I, and I was them concerned on, I wasn't. I just want to give. Oh, yes. Just want, I just want to give a huge shout out to Lucian for um, taking this on when I was not able to complete it, and for being wise enough to take the time away that he needed to progress in his own knowledge of the film industry and within his own art and then coming back to it and not giving up. So, you know, thank you, brother, for that. Amen. Thank you for that. We've, we've had other journeys with Lucien and, and, uh, but great fellow and, um, uh, going to be, uh, going to be a great film. I've seen some of his work too. It's pretty awesome stuff. So yeah, that's just really cool. And it, but it was. I I wasn't sure I was going to be able to get a Skype line to the high altitude that Gene was flying just before the show because it was. <laughs> I was on the other end of Skype. We our usual pre-show thing. She called me and or I called her. Anyway, we connected and then it was like five minutes after we connected, you got the message, something like that. Yeah, not even, not and, even. And and you to, it was like I wasn't here. I would talk and just go <laughs> to the ether somewhere. No, I'm, I, I tease you a little because it's such it's a okay. joy. It's such a joy for me to feel the kind of because I can feel the. Uh, I almost could hear your face crack with the grin when you first were, you know, realizing it. I'm still grinning. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think I'll probably be grinning for a really long time. I'm gonna grin my way right to the premiere. And yeah. um, well, we just grin our way through life. Know. It's kind of what we do. We try. I am start grinning now and again. But George always says, "Hey, wait a minute! Did you forget grinning and your face? <laughs> Off you go." True. So it's true. this really yeah. is. It's, uh, and I'm I'm excited and joyful for the story and and for the kids. But uh, uh, you know me, a little strongly biased towards my co-host, co-creator, and partner up there in Canada. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just glorious. And um, so let's share this glorious evening glorious with these two amazing individuals. And and I will say bring them with, online with our um, uh, introduction. 
Phil has been with us on the show before, and folks may find some familiarity with the last name of uh, this <laughs> couple. You think? Um, because we have with us tonight Phil and Elise Okrand. Welcome, y'all. How are you doing? Great. Yeah, we're good. Thanks. Awesome. Glad you could carve out some time to spend with us tonight. Looking forward to it. So we usually ask the question at the beginning of the show, and Phil, you've gotten the question before, so I'm going to let you take a step back this time, okay. and I'm going to ask your lovely, your lovely bride here, um, Lise, who on earth are you, and what do you do? Wow. <laughs> well... Um, I guess I would consider myself um, a creator. It started from pretty much an early point in time uh, using using just art and having and having fun with it, and um, sort of taking that pretty much through my um, through my entire life. Just um, loving creating, creating just for creative creating sake, and also for I'd say. Um, just creating to put stuff out in the world um, pretty much in form of different products and paintings and whatnot. Um, I'm also uh, pretty much a family type person. Love my, love my family, love my kids, love my husband, my little blue eyed dog. Um, Love to be around people, love to be in warm, caring environments and just love to share those feelings with others too. So I think that about wraps it up. <laughs> it's a great answer. Thanks. And that yeah. love my family and, and be a mom thing, that that's a huge thing. As Jean's been being it reminded is. lately. It's a big job. Big job. No no time it off. It is. It's 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 Sorely underrated, and one of the things that we forget often in answering that question, and that I have had to remind myself several times, first and foremost, before I am an author, before I am a radio show host, before I am a wife, I am a mom. I'm a mother. And um, what a, a glorious, blessed job to have. Mm-hmm. Like, how lucky are we? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and it's... um. It's full of challenges and surprises. You just never Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you just never know. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. A, okay. So Well, I was just gonna say, we mentioned the familiarity with the, the family name. One of those uh brilliant sons would be Jordan Okrand that has been with us a number of times. So when you think back to his shows and he'd say something about mom, here you go. Mom. Here she is. Here she is, live on air. So I'm going to ask the same question to Phil now because it's been a while since we had you on the show, Phil. It's been a long, yep. it's been a long time. And yep. um, you've, you've had some, some changes, some recent yeah. changes. So who on earth are you now? And what are you up to lately? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, I am really going into a very exciting phase, I feel, of my life, which is um, 
Well, Elise and I just moved from Raleigh, where we were, Raleigh, North Carolina, where we were for 19 years, and we moved to Asheville. So, and it's such a creative and inspiring place to be. Um, beautiful, you know, in the, in the Blue Ridge Mountains and, and just a center of uh, art and music and nature, um, inspiring to be here. Uh, we made a big change. You know, we're sort of living a suburban American life and sold our house, and, and now we moved to where we downsized and we're renting right now, but it's just such a great area. We can walk to the city from here. And uh, I am definitely involved more in, in passions like music now, getting back into that, and uh, uh, and also this this book that we're we're doing i'm just so excited about that and um just sort of like more of a creative aspect to life now sort of like really feel very free to focus creatively which um has always been my passion and i think that maybe for the one of the first times in my life i'm sort of just feeling very free about it and so I'm very excited about it. And also, the other changes are, for Lisa and myself, is that, you know, our kids are now totally out of the house. Our youngest son, our youngest son Josh, just started college. He's a freshman. And, of course, uh, you know, Jordan is young adult, 22. So um, we're sort of like, you know, on our own for the first time. So it's a big, it's a big shift. Um, but it's an exciting shift. And I think that there's a lot of... Um, possibilities and and I think this is going to be the best time of our life I actually feel that way so um, yeah it's a really good time I find that really exciting to hear Phil because there's so often you hear of couples who once their kids are out of the house they're kind of lost what do I do now because I've been a parent all my life that's all I ever know Um, I've known for 20 some odd years so what do I do with myself but right. you, too, have this amazing relationship that is allowing you to not only grow individually in your creativity, but to take that individual expansion and growth, mesh it together, and right. bring out this beautiful gift that you're about to offer to the world. And so I find that really uplifting and inspiring. And for people around that age where their kids are starting to move out, not something that you're losing, you know, you kids are always going to be in your life rather it's an opportunity for you to expand more into what you want to do and who you want to be beyond yeah. being an awesome parent and i've met your son you are awesome parents um so you know you've done an amazing job with your boys but it's time to take that energy and now gift it out to the rest of the world and i'm excited to know that you're doing that it's awesome yeah it's, it is and as i said about the freeing thing i think that um because elise and i have been talking about this and um you know i i, I fully believe in elise's gift and uh, talents as an artist and what and what her art can do for other people to help them heal and you know lift them and inspire them and i think that you know when we had kids in the house it's hard to say oh we're going to go out and do all these shows all year and do art and crowd travel but it's like for the first time we're saying oh yeah we could do that now you know, we're not like beholden to any kid's school schedule and we right. could we could do that. And it's sort of like, wow, you know, that, that's another open door. So it, it's really exciting. You know, I mean, at the beginning when we were having kids, 
you know, because we've, you know, like you said, some couples get lost. They don't know what to do when their kids, um, you know, leave the nest and all that. And they're sort of, but we sort of like, Elise and I go back when we, and we work together uh, before, you know, and even before when our kids were, before they were born, we started that this business um, greeting card company together and we sort of brought that to life. And um, it's sort of like, so we've had that experience of being able to complement the things that we do and work together. So now it's sort of like we're doing it again, but I think even in, in a more personal and yet universal way for other people, like the greeting card company was like, oh, we could start a business and, and make it work and use our creativity. But it's sort of like the, the work that we're doing now is sort of like, well, we could do work now and really sort of help people, you know, deal with change in their lives in a way that is inspiring and, and saying, you know, change can be beautiful. Change doesn't have to be like a death sentence and it doesn't have to be, you know, and it could be a very positive and evolving or evolutionary kind of thing that, that can um, allow people to uh, embrace the changes that are trying to speak to them. I think change is always trying to speak to all of us. It's whispering all the time. You know, we always get cues or signals from the universe, and a lot of times we just shut it out. I think the work that we're doing now, or this new book, is saying you can do it, and it's going to be a beautiful thing. It's not going to be something that you need to be terrible. Something that you can embrace. Oh, and what a what an awesome message that people need to hear. It it feels like to me sometimes that you know change would be the the number one fear, and and everybody says, well, that number one's death. And I'm often tempted to say, well, change is number two, right behind the fear of death. But really, death is change. Uh, even if you think that it's just turning out the lights, it's it's still just change. It's a very big one, but right. it's that fear of change, and it it keeps a lot of people from really living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's so true. Um, what's funny is that we made the move to Asheville for the creative community and um, just for the progressive. Um, nature that this town has, and for us that seemed like a natural, um, a natural thing and a natural change. But um, for people looking in on us, other people, friends, they were amazed that we were able to just sort of so easily do this. I mean, I, we've gotten comments about like how brave we are and how amazing this is and how you know. You know, a lot of people did also say that some people they know would never ever even think or themselves would never even think of doing something like this. And uh, it, it, it's just it's just a perspective. It's just a perspective issue, because for us, it was like if we stayed in the same situation that we were in, it was almost like like a slow death. In other words, it was just like we just felt like we weren't going anywhere or, you know, and needed something new. Um, in our lives. So, I, you know, I, I, I guess it's just all how you look at it. And there really is nothing, nothing quite like feeling stuck 
to completely kill your creative drive. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, right. that's absolutely Any true. Any point in your, in your life where you feel stuck or trapped, um, stagnant is a word I don't like to use lightly because it has such a nasty meaning, but that really is what it is. When, when you're in just, you're stagnant, you're just there, and you're not going anywhere, and you stop creating, you stop, and, and it's true for all creators that once we stop creating, that's it for us. It is a slow death. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very quick, well, and, and in some cases, not so slow. It can be a very fast way to take it a, a swift exit. It's to stop creating. Mm-hmm. And it's important for people to recognize when they are stuck. And it doesn't mean that your changes have to be as drastic as moving to a new place. But doing whatever you can, taking whatever steps are necessary to get out of that stuckedness is, is really beneficial to the heart and to the soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Stuckedness? Stuckedness. Well, we, I, have, I keep what? a list of words. I'm a radio show invent. host. I make oh. up words all the time. <laughs> okay, I was just saying. Stuckedness. Yes, yeah. 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 Get out of your stuckedness. Uh, it could be a new show word. For me, for, yeah, it could be a new show word. Get out of your stuckedness. For me, it's really exciting, too, because we've just recently taken on my husband's 12-year-old daughter full-time. And so I was just at the cusp of being able to to go out and travel and everything, and then we moved to this house, and I realized, well, I can't really leave this house for an extended period of time. Yes, my 16-year-old daughter is getting her high school education online, so, you know, she has the ability to travel at need. Uh, but my husband happens to be a trucker, so he's gone all week. Somebody has to take care of the house. Somebody has to take care of the dogs. Now we have a 12-year-old, so I'm mom again. <laughs> mom and 2.0. Mom mm. 2.0, right. And I was thinking, you know, okay, does this mean that I, I have, like, it, I mean, how you're always thinking, am I going to run out of time? But then I'm looking at you guys, and now both your sons are out of the nest, and you're still – you're taking it even further than you were before. So that gives hope to me that I can take the time to do this mom thing, do it well, and then I'm still going to have time to do all that other stuff on top of it at the end mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Right. I think it's sort of like a, it's an interesting thing that you bring up, Jean, because I think it's sort of recognizing the stages of life that you're in and sort of uh, um, accepting the stages that you're in and moving through those stages and understanding that, you know, nothing lasts forever and that this, this phase will lead to another stage. So each stage will, will sort of train you in a way. I mean, whatever you're doing in life, even if, you do, even if it's challenging or whatever, is a good training ground because that step will invariably lead you to the other, next step that you're supposed to be in. You, but, but it's sort of like you're almost, almost for you to recognize uh, the timing of, that, of those steps and what it means. Um, you know, it's interesting, if I could, I, I, you know, one of the things about the book that we did was, you know, I joined in the words that I've been writing for a while with Elise's paintings, but there was something that we, I think that you were talking about with the work in the Philippines and the movie that's going to be made, and the timing wasn't working at, the to- at, at that time. And um, 
and also just something you mentioned about, you know, you're being a mom at, at home right now and, and that, you know, after that, well, there's probably going to be another stage. But I wrote this, this, um, this, this quote that I made. Uh, it's going to be in the book. It's with a beautiful painting that Elise has. Um, but she got, I'm going to read it now. Um, each one of us has a purpose, a destiny. We each have a time when that purpose will manifest. You cannot choose that time. That time chooses you. It is your job to recognize when that time is calling you. You cannot prematurely put your actions into motion when the time is not right, for then it is just your ego wanting to call the shots. Listen for the time and then act. You will know when it is time. Hmm. So. It's absolutely brilliant, Phil, because, you know, a part of, a part of why the movie didn't work for me and wasn't, didn't, didn't come to fruition was that my vision of it got tainted somewhere along the way. And you, you, you mentioned the word ego. And during the process of making the film, you know, I was like, we do this thing and change a lot of lives and this is great. And um, it, it didn't occur to me. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to help these kids and I'm going to do this. It didn't occur to me at the time to recognize that these kids were really doing okay on their own, um, that they had changed my life in just meeting them. And so it took some time and some illness and some recovery and letting go of the film to get past that I'm going to save the world mentality and get into the world is doing just fine. I just need to learn how to play in it and play with it. Yeah. And if I had taken that energy into the film and put that into the world, it wouldn't have done the beautiful things that I dream that it can do. So I had to learn to let that go. And along with letting that go was letting go of control, letting go of that ego, I'm going to save the world mentality. You know, just, I mean, there was a whole lot of emotional stuff that went along with letting the film go and just letting it be. And um, I had to put ultimate faith in the powers that be that it would be finished when it was ready to be finished and not be constantly on this guy. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? Have you done it yet? You know, I've never asked him in the two and a half years since we made the agreement, when are you going to do the strength film? I've never asked him. I just sat here believing that eventually it would be done. And there it is. It is all about timing. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And, and also combined with that aspect uh, of letting go and allowing, allowing things to let go. Um, it's a theme throughout this whole book that we've written. I could see that is, is, is about when you let go, everything just comes. And it's sort of like we have to get out of our own way to realize that. Totally. Oh, totally. Rick and I have done a lot of that in the last year, eh, Rick? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh... Hey, could I read so another quote? Sure. Absolutely. I, uh, Absolutely. I wanna, yeah, because I thought, like, we have, like, uh, this book is going to be about 80, what, 80-something pages, and we have all these sort of... Uh, well, just to, just to um, uh, do a little um, uh, upfront uh, description, Yeah. the name of the book oh, what's is... The name, of the book? <laughs> the name of the book is Messages to the Heart. And basically, a little history is, is, is 
I've been doing paintings for, for years now. Uh, Phil has been doing inspirational um, writings. Uh, I started in last, I say, year or so, or even a little bit more than that, posting some of my paintings on Facebook just to, just to put them out there, share them with people who um, don't get to see my art. Uh, family, friends, and um, you know, and also feedback and 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 just you know, all around um, you know, fun fun stuff with it, and develop you know my my pastel page um, around that. Bill had then um, decided to I guess post um, just inspirational thoughts, motivational things. Stuff he would just come up with, you know, in the shower after riding his bike. Yeah, that's true. And, and um and then and and he started his own um Facebook page uh with that info. And then I think think just one day you know, we just started talking about how um, you know, posting on Facebook with pictures seems to be, you know, such a cool thing and it seems to get lots of um you know, lots of likes and encouragement from others and until it was like wow you know i I, i'm going to just you know basically post my uh statements with with some of your art and 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 slowly but surely just started posting paintings that we thought had some relevant meaning to the statements that he was coming up with and we just started we just started a page called it messages to the heart and um, from that, pretty much developed the um, the whole concept of having a a picture book with it, something that people could use to um, meditate on, to grow from, to use as support. What else would you say? Well, I would say it's just like something beautiful that they could have in their home. Yep, just something beautiful they could put on their coffee table. Right. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting. When I speak- yeah. What What's really key here, really in, in what um, these oh, we're getting feedback. <laughs> Try again. Feedback on the audio. Oh, there we go. We're better. Nope. Nope. Can you guys turn your volume down just a tad? I don't know how something changed in the mix, but it seems to have. Yeah, that was really weird, eh? Echoing. Hearing ourselves talk. (laughs) That's funny. I I get enough of that when I edit our shows, really. I know, right? I don't need to hear it twice. Um, What I was going to say is I think it's really interesting with what Elise just said, um, how it falls into line with that concept of letting go. It's that you guys didn't have a vision of an outcome. You just no. followed a natural chain of progressive inspira- yeah. inspirational, creative ideas, and you just went with them as they came. Right. Yeah, it was, I, I would say it was just totally organic. Uh, it wasn't like, oh, we, in, you know, we intended that this was going to happen or anything. It's just like, oh, it just clicked one day. It just made sense, you know. I had the back of my mind because I've been working as a coach and, and people say, you know, write a book, write a book, write a book, you know, and I didn't really want to just write a book. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't. I, I just, um, but what, in, 
but what excited me though was doing a creative project and doing something that would be different, something that would move people viscerally, you know? So the whole concept of how the, you know, the words, I was writing stuff, yeah, and it's sort of like, uh, you know, like Elise said, I would ride my bike or something, and oh, I think of something as I was riding my bike, something came to me, and then as soon as I got home, I would like post it. <laughs> I mean, that's how really I was writing these things. And, um, you know, and Elise was doing her art at the time, and and she was getting more, um, she was getting her art into hospitals, which was really neat. I mean, I, I think she had her paintings in um, an ER room of a hospital. So it was so obvious that there was a healing aspect to the work, her, her art. So, like, just putting this together, it was just, yeah, we didn't overthink this. We didn't think, oh, we were going to do this together. It just clicked. It just, like, okay. <laughs> you know, so... This is how it's been developing. And, we, and there was no sort of rush in this book. It was sort of like we were just doing it over time. We were just doing it and, and just sort of like it just seemed like a natural flow. And it doesn't really seem like we worked hard on it at all. It, it was like this is just who we are being expressed. And, and that's the thing. It's sort of like it seems like now is the time to do this, to release this book, like I'm talking about timing and everything. Well, we moved and we're having this new life now. And it's sort of like we put enough work out there to, to make this book, to create a full book. And it just seems like now is, is the timing, right? It's the right timing. And, um, and I think that we are ready to deliver and express this message, you know, and, um, so it's, we're really excited. The book's going to come out in about three weeks or so. Um, and uh, we're just really, really sort of excited to, to how it can affect people, how it can lift and lift people up and, and move them. And uh, we're just, uh, and I just think the timing of everything, I think a lot of people, you know, are facing momentous challenge in the world, in their lives, and, and there's always, like, uh, something going on and and something to be bitter about, I suppose, if you want to look at it that way. Um, but I think that what the message that we want to say is that life is much bigger than you think it is, and it's more beautiful than you think it is, and there's more purpose than you think it has. So, and that everything in your life that happens in your life was not a, was not a waste. It was, and it, it was something that could take you to someplace else. It was something that could take you from one step to the, to the next. And you may not see it in the moment that it happens, but you will see it eventually as you look back. So, um, you know, I think our message for, is about sort of hope, resilience, strength, uh, you know, and uh, healing and love. Ultimately, the message is love. Ultimately, the message is that, you know, that's why we're here, is about love. And, um, you know, this book is a way to express our creativity that we love, you know, in our lives and, and make it meaningful for other people. So...
there was so there's another. So can I read another uh, passage from the book? Yes, book? please. Okay. Yes. So this is uh, one again. It's on the theme that we're talking about. Um, so this one is many times new direction is forged from setback, disappointment, and even tragedy. It is in those times that our character is tested, and what calls into our souls is the essence of who we are. We are not here to focus just on comfort, playing it safe, playing it small. We are here to grow, learn, evolve. Other people will test us, conditions will test us, and even Mother Nature will test us. Out of these tests can come resiliency, determination, and the coming together with others to find better ways to move beyond the past. When you are in the midst of a challenging situation, don't despair. Look ahead and build a new, better way that may very well take you from here to the stars. And, and those words are coupled with a painting of Elise that actually is called Night Sky, which uh, sort of set the tone, sort of matched the, that, that, the, um, the conveyance of that, of that passage. And all I can think while listening to that, you know, is that um, I have been extremely blessed in the people that I've gotten to work with in the last three years that have helped me grow through this process. But two and a half years ago when I was struggling with letting go of that film, where were you? (laughs) Because I get what you just, what you just said. I get that now on such a deep soul level. Like I'm just over here going, yeah. That's it. That's exactly it. And I can look at that with so much appreciation and I can see the value and the worth in just that short little bit, you know, those few lines of writing. I can see the value and the worth and how just lifting, just reading that little tiny thing could change a person's perspective enough to allow them to take their next step and that's exciting and it's exciting because it's it's coupled with these amazingly beautiful paintings so it's going to be easy on the eye and we all know those little pocket inspirational books that that are sold in bookstores all around the world you open them up and there's a little quote in it the quote books that inspire people but to actually combine those quotes with original artwork and to put it in a in in a book format that you can put on your living room table and somebody can walk into your house and it's that kind of thing that the energy of the book itself the energy of the creative process and the intention that went into creating the book will pull people towards it so that when they walk into a house and if they're having a bad day or something going on in their life and they you know, there just happened to be in this house visiting and that house happens to have that book on the table and they happen to flip it open to just the right page at the right time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just a beautiful, beautiful idea to me. And um, I'm really grateful that you guys are doing it. And I'm really excited for you for doing it. Thanks. Thank Thanks. you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's really... That's really our intention, and um, I think it's also um, a great tool to just just use in the way that you mentioned, and also the way it's designed. It, it's it's a very clean design with a lot of white space around each quote. There's only one quote per page, and then there's a lot of sort of breathing space also 
around the artwork. So it's it's really meant to just like have the 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 person looking at it sort of step back and take a deep breath and and just look and just focus on one passage or one piece of artwork and 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 just take their time and just you know have have like a a moment's peace you know when they're doing that and um i think that was a really big um intention for me when looking at this you know looking at the whole project well it sounds absolutely beautiful and i can't wait to see it um going to have to find a way to get one delivered to my house in three weeks once it's out in print. About <laughs> <laughs> to see how much snow you have that week. <laughs> yeah, the mailman can get through, eh? Yeah. Um, but it it is really exciting. It's really exciting for me. I um, I've used those those quote books in the past. Um, actually, just recently in the process of, of cleaning up my studio and getting it ready found one from my my mother who had passed away in amongst her cards and it was a quote book that she had intended to give me right before she passed away and she passed away before she could give it to me so um it now sits on my desk and i tell you like looking at it and recognizing the message that messages that were in there and i keep it close at hand because it's it's you know one quote per page and if every time i open it up it doesn't matter what page i open it to it's applicable to that day mm-hmm. and it's right. a message i need to hear it's almost like my mom is talking to me from the grave like here's here's my gift to you to to carry on with what you're doing here's here's my little helping hand i'm still i'm still with yeah. you you know what i mean and yeah. so these and and, and she passed way, away almost i think 10 years ago Um, yeah, it is. An amazing gift, as if she was just right there saying, you know, okay, if you need me. It's from our own lives to see it. Um, you know, in, in your everyday life, I mean, you're you're faced with so much, so many things all the time and so many distractions and and so many choices about, about what to do. Um you know, and sometimes it could feel like you don't know what the hell to do, okay, because everything seems overwhelming. And, you know, I, I think that, though, I think, in a sense, like this book, like that we're doing, it's like, it's almost like, okay, this is who we really are, right, at the soul level. Like, everything that's coming out in this book, like Elise's art and the words I'm writing, this is us as, as, as at a soul level. I mean, I still, you know, I could still get pissed off. Elise gets pissed off. You know, Jordan gets pissed off at me, you know, so I get pissed off at Jordan. <laughs> that still happens, you know? Of but, course you know, it does. Of course it does. That, that still happens, you know, but we still love each other, and we know that from the bigger perspective, you know? But I, And I think that this book, what this is, is true. This, this book is, there's no, this is just true, you know? And this is who we really are at this deeper level, who we all are at a deeper level, but it's for, it's for you to take a step back and say, you know what? Um, there really is a divineness to my life. I just don't see it every day. And I think that this book, 
is there to remind people of that and to see that there's always a way and there's always a plan. And it's sort of like giving you permission <laughs> to understand that. Um, our society, in many ways, says, let us understand these things. It makes us feel, you know, our society could be very cruel and victim, vic- you know, and, and, and you people could feel victimized in this, in this world. But I think that, but that's a peep, that, that is a world of distortion, but there, there is a spiritual world or there, there is a divine world that is totally bigger than all that stuff. And it's totally more true than all that stuff, which I feel is just falsity. Um, but again, you can, you can certainly believe all that stuff is true because it feels real. But um, it's just, you know, I feel like, you know, somebody's up there smiling and says, when you go through your shit, he's like, they're, they're smiling, saying, you can get through this. And as a matter of fact, once you figure it out and you get through this, you're going to be so much better off, but you just don't know it now. And you think you're suffering or whatever. You think there's something wrong, but there's nothing ever wrong, you know? So, um, and I think that's, that's the total truth, which is like, there's nothing that's ever wrong. And, um, you know, how many times do we get that message? So this, this book is going to be there for people to see like all the time so that they have, they can, they can pick it up and remind themselves of who they really are. You can see it. This is like the divine follow on to the motivational posters except it'll be fine art prints in a frame and in the quote on the matting and uh, yeah could be the next accessories company <laughs> except the, we need reminders we all need yeah, reminders we do. Uh, can, can I read another one because maybe well, we could have a actually, what, would be great. what oh, we're going to do Phil, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to play okay. some of your son's music. Cool. Cool. <laughs> now, and, um, I wasn't sure which one to play, but you were just talking about, you know, sometimes you just don't know. Oh, and that you last go. little piece that you just did, the last little uh, piece hey. of brilliance that exited your mouth. <laughs> you well, know, it was brilliant. Have you ever played this Jordan Oakren song called You Make Me Happy? I don't know. It's on his CD, um, Unpredictable. We might not have that MP3. We might uh, not. Uh, okay. It's not ringing a bell. Because we don't have, we but don't I'm sure have I can all find his songs. It. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I brought up something when he was on. He During his show, he wanted me to play one of his MP3s so we could all have a break in the middle. And um, I said, okay, I can do that. I have those. And so then I was ticking off stuff to play, and it was like, that's so old. And I was like, oh, really? It's all we got, Jordan. It's all we got. (laughs) Send us more, brother. Send us more. (laughs) So how about about, uh, limitations? (laughs) There you go. There you go. We could do that one. We do have that. Yes. There we go with some limitations. Something about limitations from uh, Jordan, and we'll be back with uh, with more brilliance in just a moment. Stay with us, folks.
Gave away too easy And you are almost there Counting down to the day When it was fair You knew what you had to do But you let it right away When you give up on yourself You choose to fail And you were scared Oh, so scared Oh, where you go? You've been looking for What you don't know
back everybody again that was uh, our dear friend and and our guest's dear son jordan okren with his song limitations cool stuff be sure and check him out such a brilliant song jordanokren.com j-o-r-d-a-n-o-k-r-e-n-d.com and there will be links right here on the archive page where you're probably listening or at least we hope you are um and uh, to be sure that we get you to the right spot. And so we're back with Absolutely. Mom and Dad Oakland. I mean, Phil and Elise Oakland. <laughs> yep. We're here. So right before the break, you, you said, Phil, that you had another quote for us. And I, I love it because um, these passages are just absolutely brilliant. So, so let's hear another one, and then we'll talk about what that means. Okay, let's see. That's fun. Okay, so this one is like, I, like a lot of the passages have different uh, subheadings, and um, this one is under self-worth. So this is, none of us are perfect, and yet all of us are deserving of love and understanding. We don't let ourselves be who we, who, who we really are because we think others won't like it. But the truth is that others won't like it when they can't tell who you are and that what you say really reflects who you are. That just leads to cynicism, distrust, and fakeness over time. We need to give others permission to be exactly who they are so we can be who we are. No one is perfect, and yet we are all perfect in our imperfections. That is the human experience. We are here to love, learn, grow, be ourselves, and know that our being here is our ticket to self-worth. And as we accept that and believe that, we build true authentic bonds of connection with others. All the striving to be something we are not in order to get self-worth is a losing game that eventually catches up with people. You can only be an act for so long. It is your vulnerability which will make you strong and make you sore. Be yourself and be proud. All right. You've hit on something really important, and I'm not going to go into details. But being that you are both parents, um, this is something that is so important that we address in our young people even before they get to be the age that they would actually purchase this book, put it on their coffee table. Because there's so many of them still today that are out there just playing the game of trying to be what they believe society wants them to be and losing themselves along the way. And then they get lost in this deceitful cycle of manipulation and and they lose their own power and try to get the sense of power by, by putting this face, this face that's a lie, to the world so that they'll be loved. And so it's so important that this issue is addressed mm-hmm. right from the beginning. And I'm so glad that you've written about it because, you know, whether it be adults who've never had that 
offered to them as a truth in their life or teenagers who are struggling to find their way or parents with young children who happen to have the book in their home, it will be a reminder of how important this sense of self is. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's very, very poignant. Yeah, I, I think that um, I look at all the stuff that, like, we're writing or being being uh, directed to write or is coming through us is that it's like unlearning everything. It's like it's like learning through unlearning, you know? It's like like the letting go theme. It's like we're all learned conditionally how to be in um how to be accepted, how to be loved and how to be get what you want. And many times it's coming from almost like a lack mentality, like you're not enough as you are. So you have to be this other projection of this image to get what you want. And and that's how sort of like it, it makes a lot of people do things that don't really represent who they are or what they really want, but it's sort of like that's the game that they're being taught. That's the rules that they're being taught. But the thing about it is that the rules aren't working for anybody really well. I mean, it's sort of like it's sort of a losing game, and it's so tiring and exhausting and people are just, and I think people are getting to the point where it's like, this is all a bunch of bullshit. You know, it's like. Indeed, so think, sir. But, right. So it's like this passage is saying, well, you don't have to play that game. Actually, you shouldn't be playing that game. You should be accepting yourself just for who you are because you were born into this world. And it was a miracle just for you being born into this world. And that that is your ticket to self-worth, just being here. The rest is gravy. It's like once you know that, it's like you're not here to be someone that you're not. You're here to be exactly how you were created. And with your gifts and talents and to share those gifts and talents with others because you are full in who you are. We're taught the opposite, which is that you're not full in who you are and you have to be this other thing in order to be get through this world. And it just isn't working. And it's and it's so more obvious now than it's ever been. And and it's just that but it's the lies that keep being perpetuated. So, you know, I just want to sort of sort of simply say, you don't you accept yourself for who you are because you have more than enough to, to make it through this world. And you have, and you're a beautiful person. You're, you're, you're a beautiful soul. And understand that and know that that is given to you. And it's one of the hardest things, really, to unlearn. I mean, mm-hmm. you're right. I believe we do come in to the world knowing our worth and our value. And then society just beats that out of us and yeah for for some people it can really be a lifetime struggle to unlearn the lie that society has taught us to be a truth Mm -hmm. because it's very difficult for people to tap into that one thing that every 
everybody needs to know a truth to be a truth, they need proof. So in order to have proof, you have to strip away all the pretenses, the false niceties, the fake personas that are presented to the world, get to the core of who you are, and then here's the kicker. You've got to find somebody who can appreciate the core of who you are. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness, what the journey that is. Be you 10 years old, 18 years old, 30 years old, or 50, even 80 years old. How hard is that? No, it seems tough. like such a daunting challenge. It, it does seem like a daunting challenge, but the time now has changed to the point where it's very easy to find people who will not only help you strip all those false layers away and get to the core of your being, but who will unconditionally love the core of your being because they can see it and they right. know who you are in the heart. Right. And so the help is now there for people to make this change. And and one of the tools for that change is going to be your book. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a beautiful tool. And um and this one is a uh I can't help but thinking of what we were talking about before about uh blending your work together and and you know people their kids move out and they don't know who they are or what to do or um because uh, somebody that is near and dear to both Gene and I, my heart, uh, our dear hardworking admin uh, down mm-hmm. in Houston, Jennifer, her daughter, she lived for her daughter for 18 years. And mm-hmm. uh, in fact, she she would boldly say it to anybody, you know, I live for my daughter. And the 18 years got up and daughter went away to school and had a boyfriend and you know now she's a registered nurse and has just gotten married and new house and you know picket fence all that stuff and and good for her uh it's wonderful wonderful young lady but when those 18 years were up Jennifer was like I don't even know what I want I don't even know what I like everything right. was about somebody else it was right. either about Whitney or somebody that I had to put up with cuz of Whitney or but I haven't a clue, and it really kind of threw her for a loop for yeah a good while. Uh, yeah, uh, because you wake up from this whatever role it is that you've taken on. You you eventually wake up one day and you go, wait a minute, what was all that craziness? And what where am I? How did I get here? Right, it's sort of like we like to. And where did my paddle us? go? Yeah, we, we like to label ourselves to feel protected, like to feel like, oh, well, I've got a place here, so I'm I'm this. Just put a label on, you know, uh, doctor, lawyer, mom, dad, you know, whatever it is, hipster, whatever, whatever you want to be, you know, you identify. We identify ourselves through these labels, and they define us because it, it gives us some sort of like way to make it through but then when you get so attached to these things and you, and you could be and you could enjoy and love all these roles that you have i mean certainly loving being parents is part of who we are but it is not who we are you know we are m- much bigger than that i mean we are not definable by roles we are um it's it's not the roles it's it's like what's inside of us and you know, if you don't restrict yourself by roles, 
you can basically do anything you want. You could do anything you want. You have total freedom to keep recreating yourself, to keep exploring talents within yourself. And, you know, it's only when, and it's only our thoughts and our beliefs that, that, that restrict us, like Jordan's song, Limitations. You know, it's like we put limitations on ourselves in these, and, then we, and then we can't break out of it because, oh, my God, if I'm not that, then who am I? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, why have that label to begin with? Mm-hmm. You know, what I think is just, interesting about that is, is that if we look out into, you know, some of the, some of the biggest names, I'll just pull out of the, out of the music industry, because we were just talking about Jordan and his music and his song limitations, pull some of the biggest names, biggest successful artists out of the music industry. Those artists are the ones who constantly recreated their persona and they did not hide their growth from people, even when their growth went into some really weird directions. Right, right. Um, Madonna is a great example of that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So is Michael Jackson. Absolutely incredible example of that. Um, where they, every new album was something new. It was a new facet to their multidimensional being. And every new album was a representation of their current experiences with that right. multidimensionality or within that multidimensionality. But they never apologized, and that's the key, they never apologized for what they did last time, and they didn't right. try to hold on to where they were last time or what they were doing last time. And these are multi-million dollar selling artists that we're yeah, talking about. And why they were they so successful? They were successful yeah. because they, they never stopped growing. They didn't put it out to the world, this is the kind of artist I am and I'm done. Yeah, and I think the other thing to say about that leads to some other topic in this book, too, which is, um, you know, letting the past go because, you know, it's only the present moment that you're in and it's, it's from in this present moment that you create your life. So if you're always going back to the past and the past doesn't define where you are right now, it's just, a, it's just another limitation. It's just another restriction on your involvement. So it's sort of like tied into this is living in the present moment because that frees you from the past and it frees you from the future. It frees frees you to create in this moment. Yeah, it's so tough. And there's so many artists out there, uh, musical artists I would think of that, that can tell you that it's not, I mean, people get, even the audience is like, wait a minute, this all sounds exactly the same. This is silly, you know, and those are the ones that, you know, they found a hit, and then they just tried to reproduce that over and over and over again. Right. And and it just doesn't it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. You know. You. Yeah. It's like an event that happens as a singular event in time, and to recreate that because it was a success in the past is sort of like again it it's almost kind of like coming from a fear thing. Like I have to recreate that thing because I don't trust that. I can do anything new in the future, which is, cre- which is crap because we're all creative beings and we can all create ourselves over and over again in the future. I mean, we're human, we're human beings and we're meant to be growing and evolving and not to, to remain stuck in some old description of who we were, even if it was really successful, you know. I mean, you were talking so about... It's so like, true because 
Yeah. Well, I, I remember somebody suggested that I, I change the name of my blog site from Phoenix Rising to Phoenix Risen. And for 10 seconds, that really, you know, it's like, that'd be cool. And I thought about it. And I'm like, no, because I'm not done. I'm right. still growing. Right. Right. You know? Certainly we hope not. Yeah. Sorry. But, and that's really cool when you could see like an old person, like some person who's, you know, 80 years old who says, oh, you know what? I still can do this and I can, I, I can like, you know, take this up and they're, right. you know, and they're looking forward. It's really like interesting about that. I, I, I heard an interview with, uh, interesting about musicians, like I'm thinking about musicians who evolved and changed. I heard an interview with Graham Nash on NPR and he was saying, I don't, and they asked him about his past stuff because I'm just excited about writing new songs. You know, I don't really think about the old ones. I'm not thinking about that. I'm, I'm thinking about what's next, what I can do now. Um, it's so exciting for someone to say that, you know. Very. Because yeah, it's, it's and, what's and, in there. That's Jordan's, you know, when we bring up one of his older songs and that we just love, and, and he goes, Ugh. It's because that's not where that's not where he's at anymore. So it doesn't uh, it doesn't fit. It doesn't work for him, you know. And and um, yeah. And that's good, though. Oh, that's it's very a good. good. Thing. It's very good. And and <laughs> the ability to be able to say that. Um, and um, it's brave to to also um, to not know, you know, to go like like if you, even if you don't know what's next, and you but you're still done with the old thing, you know. <laughs> Oh, which which actually reminds me, I have another quote on that subject. Awesome. Uh, so let me find it. There's some pages here, and I'll pull that out. <laughs> um, okay. Think, Hold on one second. While you're looking for that, I'll just I'll just also um, throw in the fact that um, along with growth, it's sort of interesting because Phil and I have toyed with this question for a long time: whether or not your environment or where you live. Um, can have a big effect on your your personal and creative growth, or so whether or not a lot of it has to be, um, I guess, stirred from within. And um, it's just been an interesting thing to see how change and how creativity can, for us, I think, definitely be very much tied to environment and where we are. And um, the difference between living in a, um, somewhat conservative place as opposed to a progressive place where um, you walk the streets and um, anything goes, anything goes here. Um, so it, it's, I think, um, I, 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 I think it's an interesting thing to throw that into the mix. Um, as far it as is, the, it's kind of. It's kind of the chicken before the egg question, right? What comes first, the chicken or the egg? What comes first, the inspiration to move or the move that evokes the inspiration? And I think they're very closely interwoven. I agree with you completely. Both Rick and I have had that experience this year. Um, You know, my desire for change was there, but the change was not happening until I actually made the physical move to an environment that would allow me to initiate those changes. Right. It's it's sort of like a metaphor about planting, uh, you know, growing a garden or a plant. It's sort of like the seeds there 
and then and then it, but it hasn't grown yet you know but the but the but the idea the the, the that seed is within and now it just needs that growth you know and um and the right soil different seeds right different soil. soils uh, exactly. it, it exactly. all plays together and i i i couldn't even begin to count the number of things that have happened in my own uh growth in the last 5 months here in Costa Rica that after I, you know, came down a little bit from the sharp high of the aha moment, that then it was obvious to me that I just wouldn't have thought of that had, it, had I just stayed in Houston and just mm-hmm. stayed in my right. little box. And, and, right. and, um, and then I went back to visit Houston, and it was. It, was very, it felt very cramped and bleh. It was just and weird. And it was the vibration, vibration of the old me, I think, much more so than the vibration of the city. Right. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That tried to just sort of pop back, pop its head back out, you know, of, oh, yeah, you're back in Houston. This is how you'll be here. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so, so this is a good segue into this, um, into this quote. So I'll read this one. Um, your talent, your passion, your potential lie all within you, and that is what is real. Don't determine your capability from something that you did in the past if that project, business, career is no longer representative of your growth, and don't ignore what is trying to get your attention. The next chapter of your life is determined by that deep yearning inside, and when the past achievement becomes stale and repetitive, know that it is time to move on. We were intended to grow, to contribute from who we are in our soul, and sometimes the seeds germinate in different stages, different time periods. Pay attention to that, and pay attention to numbness, burnout, and staleness when that occurs. Let go of what no longer works to allow what will work come through from within you. And that is paired with Elisa's painting called New Beginnings. Letting that soak in for a minute. Yeah. So, so good. So, so my my question comes because you guys have done a lot of living. And all of these, all of these passages that you're sharing are very insightful and quite profound, really. And is this is this the mass accumulation of of your experiences? You know, and how, how do you see how do you see your? You know, we're just talking about growth and 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 where we are now compared to where we were and what we've done before and all this stuff. So, one of the things I, I'm interested to know if there's anything in there that takes that anything in your book that takes that concept a little further whereas everything you've done be it good bad sweet ugly whatever it is um it has all brought you to this now moment and Mm -hmm. so there has to be some level of appreciation given to all those experiences even if they really sucked at the time that's yeah Mm -hmm. that's right right that's right yeah, or people that would ask me, or I would ask myself, how in the world did I ever do, what was I doing doing that? 
Mm-hmm. Well, it was on my way here. That's why. Right. It was on my way right. here. Right. So uh, so that's the thing. I mean, this book is just a reminder to everybody that your life doesn't suck. You know, it's like you might think it sucks in that moment that you have that setback, that disaster, what you deem or what you label as a failure or whatever. But it it all is part of something that is bigger than you that's pushing you forward. And you don't even know it. You know, because everything seems real to us in, the, in, in a moment, and it's not, it's really, but if you look at the bigger picture of your life, it's sort of like a story. It's sort of like a uh, movement. So if you have that metaphor of the movement, where are you in this movement? You know, what is this, what's, the, what's the movement now? You know, where, where is it going? Um, could be very, and again, it's sometimes it's hard to figure out. And I think that again, what we're trying to do with the, with the book is trying to have people sort of like say, you know what, it's okay. I have permission. I can let go. I know that I can trust and that this happened for a reason. And then you, and there is, and there is a reason for it all. It's just a, it's just a matter of you moving beyond that human body or that human limitation that you're in and understanding it. Because again, you guys talk a lot about synchronicities. You talk a lot about miracles and you've seen it. You've interviewed guests that have had all of that. That is bigger than the human experience. That is bigger than the smallness that we paint our lives in. Um, and it's, and the bigness is there for all of us to embrace, you know? So Rick, you're seeing it in Costa Rica. You see all that beauty there. It's like, you know, it's there. It's like I see it in the mountains in Asheville. It's there. This was not an accident. You know, this was created for us, and we're part of it. We're part of this thing. And we, you know, as human beings have always, like, we, we, we painted ourselves in this corner like we're separate from all this stuff. But we're not, you know. And we have to use our wit and manipulation to be stronger than it and to dominate it. But, no, it, the beauty and the essence of that nature is part of of everybody, you know. So that's what this book is calling attention to. And as far as like how we wrote, I wrote these passages, my experience in life, uh, obviously, you know, living, living life and having, you know, setbacks and things that have moved me forward and achievements and all that, all of it. And then as a coach, you know, when I've been with clients, I mean, I'm just sort of like, oh, I'm seeing what they're going through. I'm observing what they're going through. And everything, every experience that, every, that I've had with every client, is sort of, it's the human experience. It's all interconnected, you know. And people don't, you know, they don't know what to do. They're, they're trying to make sense, and they don't know why this is happening. And, you know, they, and, and it's sort of like, um, I guess all those things t- together, my experience, my personal experience, seeing clients with those experiences um, have made, you know, sort of gave me the, I guess, that insight that's allowed me to write these passages. Yeah, it just sort of all goes in there. And then this is what came out. Yeah, and, and, it's, and, and, and you mentioned... Oh, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm not really consciously thinking about all this stuff. You know, it's sort of like... I, I really think in a way it is coming through me because I'm not like sitting down every minute and, and <laughs> saying, well, this is what I'm going to write now. You know, it's sort of like I have this sort of exciting excitement 
I feel this thing and then I write it. It's like, but I'm not planning it. I'm not, you know, scheming it. I'm not, I'm just, it's just. It's You're not just dragging like, out, getting out one of Elise's paintings and going, what does this speak to me? Exactly. <sighs> I'm not even thinking. It's not. It's not like you're thinking about it. It's like, oh, it's just what it is. It's just it is what it is. And and what I find interesting again is that you you mentioned the word synchronicity, and here's this this huge synchronistic accumulation of of creative genius that's coming together to to be this book that will uplift, inspire, and and help carry people through their times of. Yeah, uh, but the synchronistic beauty in that is that Elise has been doing these paintings all along. She's just been painting stuff that was in her heart and whatever felt needed to go on the canvas went on the canvas. And you've been writing stuff that was in your heart and whatever you felt needed to be written was written. And now they just magically go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. It's sort mm-hmm. of like... Uh... It just clicked, and it's sort of like, oh, this makes sense. You know, that's it. It's like, this makes sense. And, and it's, no, it's no more complicated than that. It's like, okay, I've written all this stuff. You've done these paintings. And right. it's like, you know. <laughs> it's, it's like a fun game. Ooh, that picture. Let's see. I got a one for that. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you get, that's pretty much got the little index cards know. under the paintings, and you move them around. And, oh, yeah, I can just... It's, Big kids play, playing cards. Well, that's yeah. I mean, pretty much we took an old, um, an old uh, three, you know, uh, not three, like sort of spiral bound um, oh, yeah. uh, journal, right. and we started clipping basically old fashioned, you know, off the computer, clip, you know, cut out each passage, and then printed out a bunch of different paintings, and just started, you know, pasting them together on pages and putting this. And just putting this whole, um, you know, the whole project together and then um, having subject matters um, yeah. sort of pull, pull it together as far as um, themes. Good and that's pretty, much, that's pretty much how we did it. And then when we had one painting that we thought would, wouldn't work with the um, passage as much as another, we, we ripped it out and we like sort of re taped everything together and uh yeah. and then from there yeah. I was able to take that that and um you know and then design and format from there. Yeah, and I'd like to say that Elise is that and actually um she's working on and it's gonna go to the publisher tomorrow uh, the end of this week. The book is gonna get published, it's going right there, it's done. She's doing her last painting right now. Right now she has one painting that she started, that we took this beautiful scene in Asheville and this photograph and we, we were looking at the book and there was one picture that said, you know, that's okay, but this picture could be a lot like, I don't know, it could just pull it out. And so she's working on her last painting right now mm-hmm. for the book mm-hmm. and it's going to be done like tomorrow, right? Yeah, well, it's supposed to be done Supposed to be done tomorrow. You be done when it's done. Yeah. <laughs> how, how timely is that? But at least I have a question for you, hon, because it must be really exciting as a wife and an artist to be able to 
look at your work as an artist and to have your husband's words meld so well with the creative expressions that's been been in your heart. I mean, that must be just an absolutely breathtaking experience to be part of. Yeah, it is. Because also how, be- how many of us can say that? Yeah, it is also also because um, I have never really felt that um, comfortable with poetic or you know words in a sense. I, I I'm I'm fine at like you know writing a newsletter or something like that, but expressing um, I think more of an emotional um, intent with words has never been something that that I've you know, been all that interested in, 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 you know, in. It's always like my expression always, you know, comes through drawing, painting, something visual. Um, and be, being able to, you know, have that other side um, to um, expression for me is, is, really, is really something special. You know, it's something that I really treasure Yeah, I mean that, that's her gift. She just is. Um, she could just take a scene and she could just make it just so touching and um, just just something that grabs you and pulls you in. And it's like you are, you know, there is a as I said, there was a healing element about her art that is just. It's like you could feel. The, you look at the light and you could feel the sun on your body. You could feel the warmth. You could feel the clouds and the expression in the clouds and, and, the, and the dramatic scene of what the clouds are trying to do. Um, and, and those were moving, and, and, you know, in a way, I don't know if I, I, I wrote words, to, if I was influenced by the paintings at all, but it just seemed like there was, a, there was always a painting to match the thought. She always had a painting to match the thought. So it's sort of like, even though we weren't, there was no, in, there was no like intentionality necessarily to put all this stuff together. It just sort of unfolds like that. Right. Sort of like just like, seeming you were off doing your own thing. You wrote right. stuff and she yeah. painted stuff and off we go. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it, it's very interesting too, because we're at a point with the show that, uh, there's some things in this next year, 2014, that sounds like Jean may do some keeping her hand in on the strength thing. She she will. You watch, and um, and she's got you know a, a, a new younger child at home, and there's lots of in a house that needs lots of attention. So lots yeah. of things that she's off doing, and then there's this new project that uh, she was very involved in the birthing of, but is kind of okay, Rick. That's your deal. You go, and um, we'll we'll have lots more to talk about that. But we'll just we'll right now we'll call it the network. And um, uh, yeah, and, but and, those and, things will <laughs> those things will leak back into the show, and they will inform the show, and they will it it. it Seemingly separate things don't always, you know, like this planet. It, it, I watch it in this jungle of the way that it all just plays together. And none of them yeah. are thinking about the big picture. None of them. 
these little animals and critters yeah. and things. They're just doing what they want to do. You know, today I feel like yeah. going and eating leaves or whatever it is that they do. And with no it, it seeming, you know, oh, well, gee, I wonder what the grasshoppers will think about that. It just, <laughs> it, 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 and, and because some people have this thing with um, uh, light workers and spiritual talk about, you know, you've got to follow your passion. Well, well, if everybody follows their individual passion, nothing will get done. Oh, I, I think that's a big mistake. And Mother Nature's right here in front of us to say if everybody does what's their passion, it could be this beautiful symphony like you see, you know, Symphony of Life yeah. that you can see in the woods in Asheville or the Laurentian Mountains in Canada. Yeah, I think that's, you know, one thing I want to say about that is that, um, like Elise and I are, you know, we're really trying to live our lives in a way where we're both pursuing individual things here. It's like, like, we're not, we're trying not to be on top of each other. Would you say that? Mm, yeah. I mean, you know, so, <laughs> we're, I just had to, I just yeah, had to ask. Okay, you know. No, but what I think is interesting, well, you know, even though we're each in our own space at times and we're each pursuing different passions, yeah. there's still, they're still, you know, a, um, a unison between two people living together in the same, in the same environment. And, yeah. and there's stuff that's obviously seeping in and out of our consciousness about what we're doing. So, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not surprised that it did come together in, in, in this particular way or form. And who knows what way or form it can come together yeah, but, Again. But, but it's sort of like what's interesting is that, like, Elise has gone out and she's going to meet artists independently or she's going to a meeting here and I'm going to practice with this band that I'm in, you know, this this rock band that I'm in right now and stuff. So, and doing other things in my life and meeting different people. So we're going about our lives and doing independent things and in, independent interests. And, in a, and, and And it's really kind of really good that way, you know, so that we can sort of, like, be left to, um, you know, follow our own callings and stuff. And then we know what's really interesting is that we've been put together before where things, where we do things that when we do them together, it's like it works the best in our lives, you know? Sort of like we did this greeting card company, Mixed Blessing, that we put together, and we did that, and it came together from both of our uh, ideas, and so we know that when we've done things together, it's bigger than the individual stuff, even though the individual stuff probably gave us a lot of the ideas that brought it together, if that makes sense. Well, I think that there are, we each bring in very different individual talents, and also we, there is a lot of different personality um, yeah. strengths and traits that we each bring into a project. I think the main... Um, the main commonality are, are that we do share a lot of, you know, common goals and we do share a lot of and goals. I mean, in, in what we want to project, not like a goal, like we have to get it done today. Um, a goal of what we want to project and what we want to say and, and what we believe and how we believe people in the world should sort of be. And I think that's what we were able to do. Um, 
with our greeting cards, which was basically bringing people together, a unification um, of people, diversity, religions, beliefs. And then with this book, I think it's, it's bringing people basically back to their core and, and back to a sense of, you know, oneness. Um, and I think the, I think that's pretty much, you know, our strengths when we can, you know, when we, we can figure that out, you know, and, 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 and how we can each do it in our own way, but do it together works, works well for us. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, 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 if you try to force it together, it doesn't always, it, it, it almost always comes apart. And, right. and, but when they're, when they're compatible and when everybody is pursuing their passion, I mean, I think of, again, of Gene and I, it, 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 we'll be working with a third party and, and, and the, something needs to be written. And I've done all kind of research. I got all kind of information and I know what I want to say, but I'm, mm-hmm. I can't seem to get anything down on paper. And, and so I, have surrendered that long ago and and in this process together and i just say you know when gene is done with so and so then she'll be able to work on this and it'll be it'll it's it'll be magic and worth waiting for just and they're all like what it's what you can write and i'm like well i can but there's (laughs) right yeah and there is this delight, this, this one of the huge yummies for me. We'll start talking. You know, she'll be like, all right, we've got to write this thing. Okay, fine. I don't write on command. And she doesn't write on command. But we'll start talking about it. And then all of a sudden, it'll just, she'll be like, oh, 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 wait a minute. And then I have to hush while she types. Right, and it's right, right. brilliant. And it is not the way I would have said it. It's not... Yeah. And it's not the way she would have said it. We didn't start off there, you know. But when she sees that, you know, or she'll start describing something she wants to do on her website, and I'm like, ooh, 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 you know. I know, I know that. You know, I'm like the kid in the back of the class with my hand up going, ooh, 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 call on me, I know. And, and everybody on the planet is that way. There's all, they all have something that they're just and, – and, and when you come together with that common goal – and again, like you said, not like the deadline next Friday of whatever, but the common goal of how we want to be and what we want to project into the world and and communicate to the world and 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 genius just starts happening. It's the why we have a conversational format show instead of a bunch of planned questions. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it we right. never get the depth of brilliance and the freshness of brilliance that we do when we just talk. And and because we all bring our piece to the to the puzzle together, whether it's a global puzzle or a you know the three of us over here puzzle or the yeah. ten of us over there puzzle, and when everybody has that the self esteem we talked about earlier and the letting go of who they used to be or who they're supposed to be yeah. and the when everybody has that and brings that to the table, it's and just the spirit of yeah the spirit of just, playfulness like yeah guys. like we're gonna toy with it and see what you know and. That's where I find the true brilliance and genius and the way forward is in that kind of interchange. That's the way forward, you know, uh, I think, for the, the, the general theme of a way forward for folks on the planet now, you know, for governments, for corporations, for, you know, let's get together and play. Let's see if we can. Yeah, I bet we, we can come up with a really cool solution to this. Right. We don't need to have trench warfare. 
You know, we can just like go to the playground, basically. Yeah, and more, more will get done in the playground than you know, less bodies. And know. it'll be fun when we get to the end of it. It all will have been fun on the playground. Whereas you know, as Abraham's so fond of saying, you can't have a happy ending to a sucky journey. Yeah. I don't think they use those exact words. Jane, sucky? Did Abraham say sucky? Mm. So we want to say it's up. I think that our intention, Elise and I, is to stay in this playground right now and, uh, you know, take the work that we're doing, like, oh, there's a, you know, we, we want to help people. We want to inspire and help people. But I think for us to sort of have a loose feeling, like, and just play with it and just, you know, because that's how the creative spirit just stays stays there. It's like when you don't take yourself like that seriously, you know, and you could just have fun with it and just know that you're, you're getting ideas out there that are meant to get out, but you're not so like attached to it, you know, that you're, right. that you're able to have fun with it. You're you not going to, you're not setting out right this minute to save the world because that's a big job. <laughs> do that. Oh, I'm poking at you right. there. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Thanks for um, that reminder there, Rick. Appreciate it. Hey, well, <laughs> come on now. I set out on my white horse to be gallant when I was young. I've chased men, tilted at many a windmill along my road. Um, no, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said it because I'm sitting here and I'm listening to the whole show. and We're getting close to the end of showtime. So while I'm talking, um, hopefully Phil can pull a final passage out, the one, one that he wants to share right before we go off. Um, but I'm sitting here and I've listened to the entire show and I'm thinking that there could not have been a more perfect synchronistic arrangement of guests for tonight Mm -hmm. in light of the fact that I am looking at this project that was never completed. I'm just finding out now that it is going to be completed and how far do I want my involvement to be with that and I'm listening to the show and right as you guys are talking just a few minutes ago I'm thinking and now I know I want to be able to play with this film and if I can do that in the capacity of what I'm good at like writing and talking to people then that's awesome it's a win-win Oh yeah, and so, and then, and then that's there's exciting. There's real positive energy that comes from what you're saying, and just playing with it. It's sort of like then there's this like you know the way Rick was describing when you get an idea like there's a spark. You're, you're like you know really playful about it, and that's that to me is like such an infectious kind of positive energy that everybody wants to play. Yeah, yeah, it is, and that's how I view this this. Uh, radio station, well, every network starts with one station, um, is what can we do? Can we do this? And and uh, we're having trouble getting our our idea together to begin officially presenting to people because we keep finding something. We go, ooh, can we do that too? And it'll probably <laughs> keep that way for a while, but... Right. Um, um, it's a it's a fun thing, and it was um, um, it'll be part of everyday connection because we'll we'll move there, uh, the show, and um, uh, but it's uh, it's a neat project, and and I I think that if 
Gene can go and play in the in the film project and the like she said the you know voiceover scripts and and going to a film festival and being there to talk to people that's like a an immediate handicap for all other films at the festival is that Jean's going to be there talking to people because she's infectious when she's talking mm-hmm. about something yeah, that's I mean, a fun game. Get me on camera talking about that children's home and my first my first initial reaction to meeting them um, and and how they've changed my life. Done deal. Film sold because I can't say enough good things about this organization and my enthusiasm for their work and my appreciation for their light and their ability to love and uplift and inspire is just infinite. Like I and cannot. it leaks out of her. I don't know if you noticed. It, it does. Out of her, <laughs> all over everything. <laughs> it really does. Really? So yeah. you know, that if I can if I can offer that to the film, whereas before I was in the capacity of the executive producer, I was responsible for finding financing. I was responsible for finding backing and all that. I that's not my forte. That's not my passion. That's not my get up and go. So my got, get up and go, like got up and went, gone. <laughs> so Roosh. Don't want to do nothing. Right? Ooh. <laughs> there it goes. So, but if I could do that in that capacity, knowing who I am now, having that three years of growth through the show, right. through the people that we've talked to, through my own personal experiences, my own personal journey into health and well-being, if I can bring that to the table, then that would be, for me, the, the final summation mm-hmm. of that part of my journey and that would wow. be my final mm-hmm. gift to that project i am excited i'm excited about everything that you've talked about tonight because it's, it's reminded me right at a time when i really need it of what's going to be important in the days ahead and um yeah i think i'll probably play this interview back a couple times over the next few months just to remember here were george's messages to you the night that you learned that strength was finally up and running again, you know. So um, I have so much appreciation for what you've brought to the table tonight on a very personal level. And I know that the way that synchronicity works, that the people who are going to be listening to this will be having experiences in their own life that will be in total alignment with the messages that you've given tonight and that it will help them get through whatever they're getting through to take their next step. So absolute brilliance, you guys. Like I I just I know this book's gonna be a smashing success. Like it's just absolute brilliant. And 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 there you have it, listeners, the proof positive. Ninety minutes with the book. And and really it was what, we read four, five, six? I don't know. Yeah, we gotta get one more there's in. Like eight, there's like there's like well we'll get one that. more in, but there's like there's like a, there's like eighty pages or something in here, people. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if this is what six pages can do for somebody in 90 minutes that really, like this morning, was ready to just, all right, stop the world. I want to get off. The rest of you keep going if you want, but I'm just to hell with this. And and is now knowing her the way that I know her, she's all breathed all up full of life. She's just all inflated and ready to go. And and, uh, that's a pretty amazing gift that uh, our guests are gifting the world. Uh, so we want to be sure that everybody can find. Yes? And um, Yes, please. The, I think the easiest way to just find something about it would be if you're on Facebook, just in the bar up there, type in 
messages to the heart. That's their page. And, um, and you can find out more about the, uh, the book itself at Elise's uh, website, which is eliseokrand.com, E-L-I-S-E-O-K-R-A-N-D.com. Uh, and then there's right on the top menu, there's messages to the heart. Uh, because if I try to give you the whole link, people, it's it's long. We'll, we'll, we'll be all these links will be on our archive at our website, um, and um, uh, but you can find out more about Phil if you've decided, man, I'm talking. I want to talk to this guy because I want to feel like he feels. And he said something about coaching. He is at steppingstonescoaching.com. Uh, it's stones with an S, so steppingstonescoaching.com, and. Um, and the rest will you just have to come never to just one stone. No, please. No. Don't. <laughs> and, um, and that synchronicity thing we've been talking about all night is very much a step to the next stone and then look around because that shortest distance straight line thing, that only applies on the planet. If it's like emotional, spiritual stuffs, yeah, the shortest path is often looks really crooked and funky. <laughs> but we like the funk, so it's, it's good. Uh, I, I, I did want to say, say another thing. By the time this airs, uh, we will have a, a website for the book called messagestotheheart.com. We're going to probably put that together very soon. So, um, you know, that may be up when this comes out. So, Awesome. Cool. Perfect. So we'll make Thanks. sure that we have that link as well on the archives when uh, when the show comes out. Because yep. they will send it to us. <laughs> yeah, cool. find it. We will. So, should mm-hmm. I should I should I yes. leave with a passage here? Yes. Yes. Please. Okay. Please. So, this one is under uh, the topic "Reflections on Love" under the subheading "Trust." What is it to radiate love? What is it to radiate peace? Let the clouds of illusion lift from your eyes and see that all the fears you thought were real were just distractions from you realizing your strength, your beauty, your purpose. Allow a sense of trust to rise above and lead you to a better way. The illusions you thought were real will crumble as you stop giving them power. They will melt away and you will see the path. Follow the sun, and if you don't see it right away, feel your way there. Listen and trust. It will get brighter. It will get warmer. And that is coupled with a beautiful painting of Elise's with a with a mountain lake with just majestic clouds above it. There you go, Jane. So awesome. <laughs> something I about finding you your strength in there, something? I don't know. <laughs> gotcha. Again. Yeah. See, I don't I don't have to no. poke at you yeah. and tease at you. Our guests do it, George does it. Just amazing, amazing stuff. Can't wait to see the the uh, finished product because okay. it's radio, people. We don't see the pictures. It's radio. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, thank you guys for for inviting us on the show. We really it, this, the time just just went so fast because it was so enjoyable. Why? Uh, I know it's a whoosh, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, that one. <clears throat> see, I don't. Yeah. Don't need my tape recording of that one. She can do that one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was awesome. You guys certainly are always welcome around here, members of the Thank EC you. family. And uh, uh, we'll continue to try to be good aunts and uncles to 
little one, but he doesn't need much help. And, <laughs> it, and isn't so little, really. But, you know. He's a young man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. World traveler. Oh, how quickly yeah. they grow up. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A young man with a long head of hair. <laughs> yes. Adorable, though. It's yeah, it just is. Shaggy and cute. So, yeah, I hope he doesn't cut that off. Um, shaggy well, little, again, shaggy little so Jordan. Yeah. Shaggy little Jordan. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure, pleasure speaking with you guys for the first time, and yeah, hopefully and not the last. Yeah, and congratulations, Jean, on that, on that news. Yeah, it's really it's wonderful. Great. It is great. It really is. I mean, and, and even if I, I don't end up being involved in it like a, in a hands-on way, I'm just so excited that it's getting finished, you know, so I'll keep it. Well, and I can't wait just for it to be out so, so that so. I can, like, you can tell me all the things that are the cool twists and turns between mm, right. these kids three years ago and now. There's I know. Some, there's some like, there's some little kids in your in your heart that are, are big kids, young men and women that are going to talk about some really cool stuff. And I'm just, I, yeah. to be a fly on the yeah. wall for the first screening, it just, you know, but not to be a Kleenex yeah. in the house because she'll go through all of those, I'm sure. <laughs> but you can stay, stay up on that. And, uh, of course, all the links to all of Elise and, and Phil's different work over at our website, everydayconnection.me. Uh, we hope you'll stop by and check it out. Sign up for our newsletter so we can keep you informed of all these amazing conversations that we get to have uh, several times in all this separate project stuff, Gene has felt led to say, now this isn't me leaving the radio show. And I'm just like, are you kidding? I don't think anybody could drag either one of us away. It's, you know, <laughs> everything could be going wrong, but for, for 90 minutes, it's just awesome. So uh, join us for our next amazing conversation. But until then, to our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves, stay connected. Have a great now, everybody. Join Jean and Rick again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and subscribe for news and updates. Stop by their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection and join the conversation. You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your everyday connection. to ask the biggest question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details
So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.